What's up, everybody? It's Matt Johnson. We are back with another episode of Real Estate Uncensored. This is the place where you get actionable ideas, insight, and inspiration to turn your real estate career into a life of freedom. And we have a killer guest with us today. Good Lord. Uh, when you hear the background and the experience that this guy has, you're going to jump out of your seat because uh, we're very privileged. We've got a killer episode for you today. We're talking about how to become a top listing agent, which I know a lot of people in the audience, either if you're not already that or on your way, uh, you're definitely have your sights set on that, uh, being a top listing agent, if not in your city, but at least in your office or in your brokerage. So we've got a bunch of stuff to get into. We've got a really good question to kick us off. But before that, the junior grandmaster himself looking very presentable. He wore a dress shirt and everything. I don't know how that happened. Somebody must have dressed him by accident, but Greg McDaniel's here. What's up, man? I tripped, fell, and landed in a dress shirt with gel in my hair. Who would have thought I was, I was, I was, I was picturing some sort of Rube Goldberg, like the opening scene of Back to the Future, like machine where there's balls falling, like toast being <laughs> toasted. And like at the end, you come out of this machine and you're dressed in a dress shirt. <laughs> no, I actually did some recording with Viral uh, Marketing this morning. Oh. So I had to dress up and then I was cleaning my house and kind of puttering around because I got my girl coming over uh, this weekend and I'm like, should I change out of this? No, Matt will just be butthurt if I don't wear a dress shirt. So I decided to wear a dress shirt. But, uh, you know, we know who we forgot today. We forgot Gene. Gene, yeah, Gene. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I'm bringing you on, buddy. <laughs> Don't <Exactly>. worry. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but, dude, uh, Shadi and I were talking. We were all talking off air. Well, they were talking. I was sitting here quietly like a church mouse, which is very odd. And Matt was very out of sorts on that. I know. Um, it was disturbing. It was like the calm before the storm. <laughs> <laughs> I did drink a lot of coffee, so I'm just trying to ease into this whole podcast. But, uh, you know, Shadi, his past guys. I mean, he, he unloaded on some what he did, and I'm not sure how much he wants to share, but I mean, I know I, we talk about the quality of guests that we have on. This is no exception at all whatsoever. This man is absolutely legendary. And so take out, I know it's prehistoric, writing utensils, a pen and a piece of paper. Take notes. You will want these later. All right. So Shadi, welcome to the podcast, man. Uh, I am honored to have you here. And I personally, I know I don't have one, Matt. I have. Two Hobbit pads for note taking. I am ready. Awesome. If only Thank you could you guys. Write with the other hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, share with the folks a little bit because we we've alluded to it. We've we pumped up the background a little bit, but kind of tell people just give them the sixty second overview of kind of where you're at, what you've been doing, um, and sure. and how you got to be where where you're at now. Want me to do that myself, or you want to do it? Yeah, I'll do yeah, it. Yeah, go Let ahead. Me do it. Okay. So, uh, I, you know, one thing I left out is I actually did sell real estate as well, too. And I sold real estate in two completely different marketplaces. Originally in the, you know, Dearborn, Michigan, which is a suburb of Detroit, did pretty okay over here. But the biggest challenge was our average commission check at that time was like seven, eight hundred dollars. And I wanted to make a hundred thousand dollars. And how do I make a hundred thousand dollars? Backed up my family, moved straight to California. Uh, when I moved to California, I went to work for Mike Ferry. That's where I learned a ton of stuff. Began as a sales representative selling audio cassette dates and then selling business planning coaching, then one-on-one coaching, and then managing the entire internal one-on-one coaching department. Then I wanted to think bigger. And I was like, okay, now I'm making six figures, you know, getting the best training in the world. I want to go out there and I want to make $100,000 a month because I'm I'm like around the biggest thinkers in the world. So I went to... I uh, have a conversation with Mike and I said, Mike, it's time for me to resign. Mike looked at me and he said, resignation declined. You know, you know, like, <laughs> Typical oh, Mike. Yeah. Sounds right. And, and, and then he's like, here's a $100,000 raise. You're staying. So I called up my dad. I said, dad, hey, I just got a $100,000 raise. What do I do? He goes, you stay. You know? <laughs> yeah. 
So, you know, I stayed for about 30 days, but every single day I was eating up alive on the inside. I felt like somebody bought me. I felt like this guy believes in you so much. Why can't you see what he sees in you? Go out there and do it. Mm. So went active into real estate uh, with like a center of influence that was only like real estate agents, title reps, escrow reps. So no like real, um, you know, center of influence. And I was able to put over $100,000 worth of commissions together in the first 30 days. In the first 30 days, because obviously I had the right mindset, I had the right systems, I had the right skill set, I had the right disciplines, I had the right accountability, there's nothing missing. And then Tom Ferry took notice of what I was doing. He saw my signs popping up and all that good stuff. That's when Tom had broke off and he said, hey, will you come help me build up my company kind of thing? And, you know, my real passion was at that time, like, you know, like literally coaching and training and helping and contributing. So I was like, heck yeah, I'll do that. So I got to where, you know, uh, at one part over there, I was, uh, I trained every single one of the coaches there. Uh, I trained his whole entire internal sales staff. Um, I, I, um, I created the, uh, the expired edge program, uh, the sales, uh, actually 24 week sales training program. And also in 2009, when we were working with Gary Vaynerchuk and all that stuff, I created the Tom Ferry Marketing Solution Program and uh, basically been on over 25,000 one-on-one coaching calls since then. <laughs> Did you anything out? I don't know. It's possible. You landed on the moon. You're the first person to go to the deepest trenches in, 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 the, in the ocean. Uh, you cured cancer, and uh, age is next on your list tomorrow. Uh, besides that, yeah. Exactly. You're... Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so uh, I wanted to get us started with an interesting question, and and I and I found one. Um, so let's see. And when the bald ninja, so we're talking us. about how to be talking about yeah. So Gene, Gene is with us. Gene is our resident uh, marketing genius here with us on our Friday episodes that we, we forgot. Uh, unfortunately, we're, we're such a genius, we forgot to send him the link. <laughs> yeah, he's so he's so great. Here I am, fifteen minutes late. How great he is! Thanks, you creeps. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> hostile over there. It's been oh it's been a couple God. weeks, so it's good to see you boys again. Yeah, Johnny, how are you? You too. I'm doing very good, buddy. How are you? Good, thank you. Awesome. <laughs> Jesus. Oh we forget right. you one so time, and we we're crucified. Good lord. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, come on. Okay, so this uh, this question is from Nicole. She says, "I have a listing hanging in the balance. In order to make their decision." This is the sellers we're talking about. They want one reference of a past client they can talk to. As a new agent and only my second listing, I have no past listing clients. Um, and so basically she's in a position where they, they want they want a reference or they want someone they can talk to, probably a phone number of a past client, seller client. She has known that she can give them. And this, this situation isn't just for new agents. This would apply just as much to a buyer agent who is making the transition to taking listings, right? So this can go for some experienced folks too. So Shady, let's start with you. What would you? How would you handle that in the moment? And then we can talk about maybe how to prevent that from coming up in advance. Perfect. So basically, that's what I was going to do is talk about the prevention first, because you know we want to make sure that we run our business in a very strategic way to where we know what could potentially come up when working with any buyer or seller, and we want to eliminate all obstacles before they ever come up. And that's like literally the best way to operate your business. So one of the things that I do with, you know, some of my students and in, in listings on demand or, you know, one-on-one clients is even when they're brand new and they have absolutely like no reference, I say to them, who are the 10 people in your life that you know that would like 
that, that could write like a one paragraph or less that pretty much says, this is the main reason why you should use Shady Bazzi. And it doesn't matter if it's non-business related, if it's all personal related, or you know, they talk about some of your academic achievements or any other kind of achievement, you hand that over. People don't think these are not buyers. These are not sellers. These are not past clients. They just see like all that credibility, that barred credibility of why other people, you know, like that social proof, and that would eliminate it altogether. So now really good. this this person is already in a place to where it's like they want a, a reference. Okay. She doesn't got a past client reference, okay? So she's going to have to, I would say, you know, just go back and create that list and say, I know you asked for one reference. I'm going to give you a list of 10. Hopefully that would help. Mm -hmm. good That's good. Really yeah, good very, very good. Yeah, we were Greg, how would you add on there? And I would have handled the exact same way. It doesn't have to be real estate related. And just make sure that your last name doesn't match anyone else's last name on the reference list. Because uh, yeah. that can look a little bit jaded. That's um, right. <laughs> mom and dad Every give you references. From, it's from the Bazzi family. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. Well, yeah, here's, I, here's how I, I would throw this thing. out there. Uh, so I would, I would add to that, if you're, a, if you're legitimately a brand new agent, I, ideally you'd have some sort of mentor anyway, and maybe you could leverage some of their credibility and the, you'd, you'd be going into that listing with the understanding that, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm representing like I'm here today and we're talking and I'm, I'm showing the marketing plan, but I have my mentor over here who's actually going to help me with the deal, right? Because that, that way that you being new is not an issue at all, right? So you can be honest about how long you've been in the business. You can be honest about everything, but you have this person over here who has 20 years of experience who's actually going to be helping to run the deal. And I can grab as many references as you want um, from their experience and you can get five or 10 people, you know, phone numbers, I can grab that for you. So that's, I would, I would go into that a little bit more prepared in the sense that if you're going to be new, don't just be new and be out on an Island, find a mentor. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so Gene, um, first of all, welcome. Um, and, and we apologize again. <laughs> you don't have to apologize. I'm just teasing you. Thank you. We love you. You know that. Um, <laughs> yes, I do. so, uh, <laughs> So from a marketing perspective, uh, you know, Shaddy mentioned having like a list or something like that. Uh, is there anything that you would recommend that you could have in some other form, maybe a digital form, whether it's videos, video testimonials, anything that you would do from a marketing angle just to prevent that from ever coming up to begin with? Yeah, I, we've talked about this a lot in the past. And I think, you know, the big thing for me is always I'm transparent. I mean, I think I think for me, I would I would go the route you just took, right? Which was, look, I'm I'm new in the business. I'm a hustler. I only have a couple things right now that I, that I, that are taking up my time, so I can give your listing full focus and attention. But the the team that I'm partnered with and my mentor get you know seventy two thousand eyeballs on every property that we push through our marketing system, and I, I can show you these numbers. I mean, it's going to be me, my full team, our photographers, our social media, and and when I show you the data, I don't think it's going to matter to you that I just started three weeks ago, right? Yeah. So that's yeah, good. I mean, I mean, data, you know, data for me is always the big thing, and I and until, you know, I, I'm not, for my thing when I used to work in IT, there were always high like very high technical questions that would come through and while I was a manager and was fairly technical some of the stuff was over my head and one of my managers used to teach me you know their strength in saying I don't actually have that answer right now but I have plenty of people to get that answer to you so if you give me 15 minutes 
I can get that and just relay it back. I, you know, I think there's, I think there's a little bit of power and honesty in certain cases. I mean, look, you might end up losing the deal because somebody wants a seasoned agent, you know, but then, you know, five years from now, you're going to lose the deal because somebody thinks you're way too busy because you're doing 40 million in business. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, so it is true. what it is. Yeah, that is true. So, All right. So, Shani, let's, let's dive into I, a little bit. Can I tell bit. you what my initial reaction was? Yeah, go ahead. Wait, I want to, I want to tell you what my initial reaction was. I think you'd like my initial reaction better. So if somebody said, you know, you're new, I would say, I can get a good look at a T-bone by sticking my head up a bull's ass, but I'd rather take the butcher's word for it. <laughs> Thank you, Tommy Boy. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, this episode is going off the rails quickly. Okay. Daddy, let's turn back. And I'm out. <laughs> and you're out. Drop the mic. Gene exits. Okay. <laughs> so so getting back, let's let's talk about the overall the overall strategy, right? And Chad, you mentioned something, just really setting things up so that you destroy objections and you destroy obstacles before they come up. So what, what are some of the other things that you help somebody do at just right out of the gate that can help someone become a top listing agent in less time, much more effectively? You know, uh, the first and most important thing I work with everybody on, <clears throat> anybody that wants to become a top listing agent is we got to get their mind right. We got to get their mind right. Because see, we use a different process to where it's like, you know, the mindset conversation should not be a lifetime, career long, you know, you know, conversation. Yeah, there's stuff that we do every single day to continue to enhance our mindset. But we got to get our mind right as fast as possible. I got to get you to believe in you. I got to get you to believe that, yes, you can be a top listing agent because most people, they take a look at top listing agents and they say, I can't do that. I want to do that, but I can't do that. So I got to take them from like, I can't do that to I am going to do that. So that's the first thing that we got to do. Obviously, a lot of, you know, psychological reprogramming needs to take place. And there's a couple of things that I have. Can I, you want me to share like one thing that will help somebody program yeah, their yes. mind to become that? Yeah, like, believe you know, me, we could go way down that. But yeah, go ahead. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So one of the things that, um, I, you know, and on the top listing agent show, I just interviewed a guy that, you know, 368 days ago, like only had $3.16 in his pocket, mm. you know, I mean, mentally broken and everything broken to over $100,000 in, 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 in 368 days. But he said there's one thing that he did that got him to get the right mindset immediately. And it's a five-step journaling process, daily journaling process that we do. And I'm going to walk you through that very quickly so everyone can begin to do that. So basically, number, you, get a, you get a journal, something like, like this or, you know, whatever, you know, journal, and you're writing it every single day. You answer five questions. Question number one, what made me happy in the last 24 hours? What made me happy in the last 24 hours? Why are we doing that? Because we want to take the mind early in the morning to, like, there's happiness going on in my life. You know, like, yes, good stuff's happening. Number two, what are two things I'm grateful for? There's a lot to be grateful for. You know, I'm, you know, I'm grateful that for sale by owner bitched me out because now I know what doesn't work and I can fix it, you know, kind of thing, you know, and then your top three personal goals, you write them down every single day so you can activate your reticular activating system to be able to see all the opportunities that exist in front of you that you've actually been filtering out. And then four affirmations to continue to work on your belief system every single day. And number five is your income goal five times in the present tense. Like I attract and earn a minimum of $500,000 this year, et cetera. So you do that every single day. It will, see, most people can't even do that for 30 days. Rod, Rod did it for 368 days. 
inside of our toplistingagentgroup.com, you know, which is a private Facebook group. He posted that in there every single day. So the whole world seen him do that every single day. And that's just one story of many. Reprogram that mind immediately. It'll begin to work immediately. Is there any, so that, um, when it comes to doing this type of a mantra, is it, can people change it? Or does it need to remain the same so it, re, so it opens up your brain and opens up your reticulator, your, your RAS? I mean, can people change their goals or should you just be go yeah. go forward with one mindset? And can you go really big or do you want to do air quotes be realistic? No, you could go as big as you want, you know. But, but see, here's the thing, you know, realistic, you know, what I think is realistic, you may think is unrealistic and vice versa. You know, what is realistic is is what you believe to be realistic. So, but but I, let's talk about the three goals we said every single day. I say write down the same exact one every single day until it becomes a reality. Look, Brian Tracy said, the moment you commit your goal to writing is the moment you increase your odds of achieving that goal by a thousand percent. So what are we doing every single day? We're increasing our odds of achieving the goal every single day. Powerful Power. I have four pages of what I want my life to look like, and I write it. I wrote it in my present tense, and some of the shit that I wrote in here is so small and huge that when I wrote it, I was like, holy shit, am I seriously writing this stuff down? But you know what? Every time I wrote it, every time I said it, I saw a pattern, and every time I read it, I, became, I believed it a little bit more uh, for it to become reality. Um, yeah. Something that I did with my iPad, and it's, it's a really, really rudimentary game. It's called Billionaire, um, and it's just buying and selling these. It, I mean, it was made like it with the DOS software. I mean, it was not fancy, but what it did is it took my mindset, and I went from you know thinking that a billion dollars was a lot to when I had like nine hundred billion dollars. I'm like, okay, that's a pretty big amount of money. Well, you know, a couple hundred million is pretty chump change, and it just offset my mindset and my thinking patterns. And I'm like, well. I'm only going for a couple hundred million. I should really step my game up. Um, but it does. I mean, it opens up your brain to possibilities um, and just allowing yourself to play a little bit, right? You know, take yourself to a whole new stratosphere of believing in what you can possibly get in, out of your life. Put things down that are so strange, so big, so ostentatious that uh, you're like, there's no way this is going to happen. I mean, here's an example. This is so freaking weird, dude. Yesterday, I was doing uh, outbound prospecting calls through Red X and I called uh, this guy, right? And his name is Dan Ashley. And he, I left a message for him. He calls me back. I don't know who Dan Ashley is until it clicks in my brain. Dan Ashley is one of the biggest news anchors in Northern California. I get on a call with him and I've been saying for years that I want to be on local news, you know, on a consistent basis. He talked to me. I told him I had a radio show. He, he's like, dude, Greg, send me some clips. I'll pass them around the news anchor room for you. I'll try to get you on, on air with me. I'm like, oh, and it was because I've been saying it for so long and I put it out there. So, Shadi, I completely am on board with you, man. And I wrote down your, your, your five things right here. I plan on doing these every day. This is really awesome. cool. Good. Awesome. So, yeah, so, so basically, getting getting your mind right. It reminds me, and Shad, have you ever been through Sandler Systems, their their sales training stuff? I have not. Re they've really, been on really my good stuff. Yeah, they've been on yeah. my podcast. I, I interviewed one of the guys that's big in that, but yeah, I've never actually yeah. done it. Yeah, it's it's really good. I was just dipping into uh, the the main book. You can't teach a kid how to ride a bike at a seminar. It's a great book title. Uh, and uh, they were talking about the main, the main kind of the very first breakthrough, in other words, right? It was the fact that we, for the most part, we just can't separate 
our identity from from the role that we play, right? And you mentioned that people look at a top listing agent and they go, I would like to do that, but I can't do that like that. that that's not me. Uh, and there's there's so much of that stuff that gets wrapped up in, in our identity. So I appreciate you saying like, that's the very first thing you've got to address. And you literally have to start like reprogramming yourself because it's so true. It's it, most of what stops us is not not taking the right action. It's that we can't even visualize and picture ourselves succeeding to begin with. So, of course, we don't we're not going to take the action because we actually don't believe it will get us that result. We don't believe we deserve it to begin with. And so I, I was just curious that that sounds like you, you've got you've got kind of a system for how you get people to start reprogramming themselves. So let's assume they do that. So you've got someone, they're consistent. They start following that morning and evening routine. They're writing out their goals. They're kind of reprogramming their mentality. Now, what's the next step? What's the next layer to add on to that? The art of influence. Okay. The art of influence. We, I mean, you know, so it's like, you know, somebody messaged me earlier and, she, and, and she's like, I'm calling on expired. I'm calling on for sale by owners and I, I just can't get appointments. And she's like, should I try online marketing? Does online marketing work? I yeah, online marketing will bring you leads, but the problem is you can't freaking damn convert. So what good is it? Hmm. Okay. So a lot of people, they just want lead, lead, lead. No, there's no shortage of leads in any marketplace. I mean, you and I both know you want a lead today. You can go find a lead today. It's easy. You know, you can take a listing today out of thin air if you, if you choose to, but you gotta have the right skill set. So when people come to work with me and listings on demand, I tell them this. I said, look, everything that we do all day is to generate a listing appointment for us because they want to become a top listing agent. So we're focused on sellers. Everything we do is to generate a listing appointment. But if you ain't got a good enough listing presentation, you're going to go on these listing appointments. You're going to get hammered, especially when you're competing. You're not going to take the listings. You're going to feel beat down. You're going to say lead generation doesn't work. And you're going to give up altogether. So my clients are like literally converting 80, 90% of the listing appointments they go on. Okay. Yeah. Because we place a heavy emphasis on uh, the art of influence. And I don't say scripts and dialogues. I'm talking about the art of influence. Right. And, right. and so I can walk you through the sales process stuff. if you want. I can walk yeah, you through so a sales process or whatever you want. So I just want okay. to give value. Yeah, and which which we can, I'm sure there are some specific elements we can get into, but so essentially you get like, get your mindset and start doing the things that, that reprogram your mindset. Then you start working on the skills, the actual in the weeds. Right away. Right, right away, so that makes sense. Um, so let, let, I want to question question you on the, the closing percentage, because I think a lot of people, until they experience that or, or unless they have friends that do that, that seems unattainable. That, that's almost like yeah. a superhero. You know, that's like how in the world can you walk into a listing presentation and take virtually every single one that you want to? And the only ones you don't take are the ones you choose not to take. Yeah. Well, what's, what's it like? What's um, how, how is that example. possible? I'm going to give you an example. A couple of months ago, my ex-wife said, you know, I, I went into the office to help her out, et cetera. OK. And you're going to see through the story, the example that I'll give you the steps. So I basically, and I haven't like literally prospected in real estate in like, like probably 14 years or something, uh, but it's what I teach, it's what I do. Uh, contact one, contact two, contact three, contact four, contact number five for sale by owner, um, priced at $808,000, ridiculously overpriced, uh, said we've sold houses before, uh, said that we've, uh, you know, we're only allowing, you know, people to come into our home that, that have a pre-approval letter. So, you know, like, like, a jerk, you know, but I set the appointment, okay, and I went on that listing appointment, and on the way to the listing appointment, they actually called us up, and they said, uh, we're running a little bit late, you know, 
but we went to the house anyways and there's a car outside and you know we can tell it's another realtor's car and and the ex-wife is you know freaking out like oh my god they're gonna list with someone else and i was like it's okay even if they list with someone else we'll go in there we'll show them that they made a mistake and have them cancel the listing and you know list with us you know so like do you already like notice like the mindset behind this whole entire thinking okay, okay. and i went in there and took them from eight hundred and eight thousand dollars which is ridiculously overpriced to take the listing at seven hundred thousand dollars, six percent commission, and sold it for sixty six eighty two five in a matter of like eighteen days. Okay, right. so you know somebody else would be like over a hundred thousand dollars overpriced. Screw that! I'm not gonna go on a listing appointment. Oh my god, they are you know jerks and they they, they don't want to work with an agent and all that stuff. They're never gonna pay my commission. I don't want to go on that appointment. Okay, but my mentality was different. How do I get into their mind? How do I get into their heart? How do I know exactly what it is that they want? And how do I connect to that in a way to where they want me to go over there? And how do I position myself in a way that when I walk in there, it's a no freaking brainer, but to work with me. And that's why our odds of conversion are very high. Because Matt, what do people qualify for when they're qualifying a for sale by owner or an expired or a seller? They qualify for wants, they qualify for needs, they qualify for timing. They may qualify for problems to solve, maybe authority, maybe ability, which is a lot to pre-qualify for, isn't it? Okay. Mm -hmm. But that's what, that's what average people qualify for. Above average people, we qualify for things that people most likely never even heard of. It's like, I want to know, Matt, how do you think? I'm qualifying for how do you think? Because if I know how you think, I can alter your thinking. Okay, mm. I want to know how does, you know, Greg process information? Because if I know how he processes information, I give you the information on the presentation in a way that fits your processes. So you have absolutely no questions. I want to know how does Gene make decisions? Because if I know how he makes decisions, I can speak to that to get him to make the decision to work with me. See, most people don't talk about that stuff. Most people don't teach that stuff. And that's the difference that makes the difference. So do you do you attack it with the DI, like the disc profile? Is that something you kind of go after it? Or is it, just, if you've been doing this long enough, you can just see, well, you can ask a couple of questions that are specific, kind of get underneath the the, 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 the surface level bullshit that they're, yeah. they're saying. And you're like, oh, no, no, that's what you're saying. This is what you really mean down here. I know where you're coming from. I know how to help you. My father, who's been in the business for 46 years, um, was a, you know, Mike Ferry guy for a while. You know, um, if you if you worked with Mike for a long time, do you, you remember you know, Howard Britton over at Star Power? Yeah, yeah, of course. Howard was a good good personal friend of ours. He and he and my father came up to get came up the ranks together, and uh, you know it was it's so true. You got to go in there with a service mindset. Figure out what's going on. Like let's 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 get let's get under the hood and see what's really going on. And then you speak from service, and it, it is. It, you know, the one of the best things I ever heard is the greatest thing about say the greatest salesman never sells. You know, you just purely bring value and you, and you help the other person through whatever trial or tribulation they're going through. As soon as you start doing that, and I've watched my father do it. I've watched him like literally tell people like, hey, I don't think he should sell. I wanted to wring his neck at that moment. But it worked out the, for the best because people all of a sudden, when you did the pullback method a little bit, they come running back to you go, no, 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 no. We want to sell. We got to sell. Let's go. Let's, let's talk. How do we sell? Yeah. Well, you, you sign the contract, sir. Press R, there's three yep. copies. Um, yep. You know, but it's it's that mindset shift like you're talking about is, is is such a critical shift 
but we don't think about it because it's not in the sales books. It's not a script. It's not a blah, 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 but it's just being human. And once you grasp that, your whole business will shift. And, yeah. you know, I, I was talking to T. Diddy, me, Papa, the Grandmaster, two days ago. He's like, Greg, all you have to do, this is his greatest you know, marketing message ever. Greg, all you have to do is go out and have one lunch with one person every day. Your business will quadruple. And I'm like, damn, so simple. It's so good. And I, I like lunch. Okay, I'll do this. And I like money. Um, yeah. But for, for you, Shetty, how, how long did it take you to kind of get behind this idea where you just, did you pop out of the womb going, Hey, I know how to work with people and get them to list their house. Or, or did you kind of go through a process? Like a lot of people who are listening, they, they're going through a process in their business. Now, what was that turning point for you? Cause I would love to, is it a book? Was it a person? Was it a concept you developed or, or shown? I mean, how does that work? It was, uh, I mean, in, in the beginning, just like everybody else, I started off with scripts and dialogues. And, you know, the scripts never felt authentic to me. And I felt like it wasn't me. I felt like a robot. And, you know, and then I started to seek different levels of training. And, and specifically, I have a course called, you know, NLP. I, I teach NLP, neurolinguistic mm -hmm. programming. So that's where it basically all comes from. I started to dive into the world of NLP. And uh, let me just throw this out there. Is it okay if I throw a link? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah if, 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 if anybody wants to look into it, it's realestatenlpacademy.com. Okay. So basically, I started to dive into the world of NLP, and, and I would like think of not nothing against role play. We did role play, but I was like, I don't want to role play what's already not working. Okay. I want to sit there and think about like, what is the most effective way I could come up with that will work? So I would write like 15 new sentences every single day, 15 new ways of handling this objection or addressing this scenario. And throughout that process, my mentor kept on saying to me the following, he goes, Shaddy, when you speak to a woman, speak to her like you want someone to talk to your mother, okay? When you speak to a man, speak to him the way you want someone to speak to your father. And the whole entire thing was all about was like, do what's right for the people. You mm -hmm. don't need a script for that. Do what's right for the people. Even if it meant like, don't work with me. Okay. It shouldn't be about you when it's all about them is how you win. So it was a mental shift and, a, a, you know, just like a different way of being. And that's the difference that really began to make the difference when I took the whole entire focus off of me and just mm -hmm. put the focus on people. Like people say ABC stands for what? Always be close. Always be. See, we're against that. Yeah. Nobody wants that. to feel like they've been closed on. ABC yeah. stands for always be contributing. Ooh. I'm here to serve you. I'm here to make a difference for you. And if we're a fit, we're going to work with each other. And if we're not, then, then we cannot. So it's, 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 oh. Yeah, I was, just, I was going through. I had an interesting conversation earlier in the day um, on my other podcast with uh, with the guy and we we're talking through kind of the the relation of like getting getting great performance out of your team and having checklists and stuff like this, but it all really relates to core values, right? So I was thinking about the core values, and uh, one of the things that I try to communicate to everybody that that works under me on on the podcast stuff is that like our clients hire us to lead them to results that they can't get on their own. Like that's practically the definition of why somebody hires an expert to do anything, right? But especially in real estate, when it's that when it's a consumer 
hiring a business person to, to help them with a business deal, they really dug, like they're way out of their element. They really have no idea a lot of times what they're doing and how complex this is. And they don't really have any way to know, to know how good we are at what we claim to do. But they're, lead, they're hiring us to lead them to results. And I think there's a lot of agents that lose sight of that, that the job is not to go in there and close. The job is to help them make the best decision. And if the best decision is to hire you, then it's your job to lead. It's, a, it's all leadership, right? It's all, and so I love the, the fact you talk about the tools and the skills is uh, the art of influence. The reason we have to influence them is because they're expecting us to influence them. If they didn't want us to influence them, we wouldn't be sitting across from them at the kitchen table. Like they need us to do that. I think there's a lot of agents out there that have the perception that once you get into things like NLP or you get into like their decision-making process and their values, that you're manipulating them to do something they wouldn't otherwise do and that that's a bad thing. It's not. It's not a bad thing. It depends on whether it's in their best interest or not. The intention is like, you know, you got a steak knife. You could use the steak knife to carve your steak and eat it, or you could use it to stab somebody. So it's the Mm -hmm. intention. It's not the tool. It's just a tool. It's what do you do? What do do you do? How do you use the tool? So, no, I don't think it's manipulation. I think it's, you know, a lot of people are looking for leaders. Okay. The majority of the population is followers. Okay. Yes. So if you can't influence, you can't lead. Yep, 100% true. Yeah, I mean, that, so how, so let's talk about that for half a second. So people need to be led. As much as people, I mean, that, that people, I think, view sometimes leadership in the same thing as um, kind of manipulation like we just talked about. But in reality, every human being wants to follow someone that's doing something at a higher level or a better level than what they're doing it at in, in, in all parts of life. So... When it comes to viewing yourself as a leader, I would probably go right back to your top five, you know, r- rituals and add in there, I am, a, I am a leader helping people every single day. Uh, and then your mindset when you go to, when you're talking to somebody and maybe you have never gone to list a home before, but you walk in and you see Bob and Sue sitting at the, de- at, at, at the dining room table and you, you hear it in your head over and over. I'm a leader here helping people. I'm a leader here helping people. I'm a leader here helping people. All of a sudden you step up and you lead these folks. You might not know where you're going. Most leaders actually have no idea where they're going. I mean, they're, they're human too. They, they don't have every answer. Neither do you. It's okay. Understand that fact. I mean, shit, when I go to listing appointments, I'm sitting there going, fuck, man, like, I don't know. I don't have that answer. I, I, I did. I answer that correctly, but I own my presence and I get myself mentally set before I walk in. And I just know, like, Dan, uh, Chatty, what I did with my dad is, um, you know, he used to say to himself in, in when he was doing real estate every single day, when he walked into a, a, an appointment or he's out prospecting or anything else like that, he would say, I'm here to help people. I'm a doctor. I have the cure. They're sick. They need me. No, his brother uh, had polio, so he would say to himself, I have the cure for polio when he was meeting with people. It could be AIDS, it could be cancer, it could be whatever sickness is you know, that's ailing you or someone around you. Say that you got the cure for this, know that you're there to service them in the best possible way, and you're there to keep them away from bad brokers. We're here, we're here to keep good people away from bad brokers. That's what we say all the time. Because there's some shitty brokers out there and agents. A lot of them. You know what? And they're out there. They're unscrupulous. They will screw the client over in a heartbeat to make their own money. Um, and those are the people that you have to battle against every day when you go out to meet with people. Because if you don't step up to your game, someone else is going to take advantage of these people. And our industry is going to get one more ding against it when it comes to quality. And so, I mean, if you guys start thinking about it like that, like you are the messiah of real estate. 
you know, lights come on from on high, there's angels singing around you, you know, you levitate. It's wonderful. It's fantastic. Surprised Matt's not like cursing and, you know, like gnashing his teeth at me right now. No, I'm fine. Uh, I do want to shift gears <laughs> a little bit though, um, because Shetty, you're, you're essentially delivering a lot of this stuff and helping people with this stuff in, in a group environment. So you're doing in like individual one-on-one -on -one coaching, but it's within kind of a group. And I know that there are some agents out there that would say, well, I really need the personalized attention of just being able to show up. I, and I really need someone to kick my butt every every day, every week, whatever. I, I need to get on a, a, a half hour call a week and have somebody yell at me so that I, I make my calls, which is not your approach, right? You're, you're delivering it in a group setting. So I'm curious, like, what's your approach and, and how do you feel like that delivers better results? How do you work with somebody one on one, but within a group so they still get the results without having to show up to a, like a one on one call? Okay, so the way that we do it is, you know, obviously it's in a group setting. And the thing is, instead of having me hold you accountable, you got the whole entire group holding you accountable. Like, you know, okay. for example, in terms of, you know, when, when somebody's doing prospecting, they will like go live inside the Facebook group and everybody can see I'm doing, you know, prospecting, et cetera. So there's that kind of accountability. Okay. okay. And then, you know, some people do need that one-on-one, that one-on-one, you know, time, you know, in a private setting. So every single person, okay, in, in that group training has access to my real-time online schedule, and they can go and schedule up to a 45-minute one-on-one session with me anytime they want, considering that they absolutely need it. So I right. make it available, but only if they absolutely need it. I'll tell you, 90% yeah. of the people don't even need it because I built a community that shares everything together, no holds back, et cetera. Like, like somebody can't just give me a credit card and come into the program. They yeah. got to have a conversation with me first. They got to oh, fit nice. my values. They got to fit the culture that I'm building. They, you know, so like I just invite the right people in so we never mm -hmm. have a problem. And the wrong people, I don't even give them an invitation, but I send them another <laughs> program or something. You know, we had a guy named James Rembrandt on our show, The Zillow Killer, and he called it the no asshole. Uh, clause, you know, the yeah. people that aren't going to be, on, be on, on your bandwagon, why waste time with them, right? And you only have yeah. so much time. Might as well teach people that are willing to be taught. That's it. That's it. Square peg round hole is not a good thing. Right. And, and what I do is, you know, like once a week, I just like go through my list of all the people inside the group and I'm like, okay, well, he hasn't posted something. Let me ding him. Okay. She hasn't, you know, reported something. Let me ding her. He hasn't showed up. Let me ding her. And then if everybody did their work, I'll just send them a message and say, Hey, good job. Do you need help with anything? So I don't wait for them to reach out. Sometimes I go and reach out to them because some people are afraid to reach out because they think they're bothering the coach, but we're a team. Yeah. So I just got to keep on reminding them that and we all win at the end. No, that's awesome. Love it. Yeah, really good. Yeah, I think that's uh, – uh, I ran into somebody through a client of mine um, who – did something similar in the corporate world and now is like kind of building a business around connecting people and, and giving the ability to uh, to have accountability partners. And one of the things that they found in in the research and the experimentation phase when they were doing this at like a big company level is that accountability is actually less effective when you turn to the person that comes up first, somebody that's in your personal life, like a friend, and you try to do it with them first. It actually works better when it's someone that you don't know as well because there's less of a familiarity there. And so I, I, so that makes sense to me. Like in, like in a group setting, you have people that have a common goal 
there's a common set of shared values, but you're not all friends. You, you don't yeah. let each other off easy just because you're familiar with each other and you're afraid to say the hard things. I think that's yeah. one of the keys to accountability is you have to be able to call somebody to the carpet. And a lot of times when we first start with accountability and we first take those baby steps into accountability, we go, oh, my buddy or my the, you know, oh, the agent that shows up, you know, like my, my friend works at the same real estate office. Well, that'll be my you know accountability partner. No. Almost never works. Right. So I, I like that. And, and it's um, giving yeah, us some and, structure and then a group yeah. environment. So that makes sense to me. Right. But I built it up in a very safe way to where a lot of times I don't even need to be the guy to confront anybody or hold anyone accountable or something. They're all doing it within each other, which, right. you know, it's like it, it's it's so beautiful. And the best part about it is a lot of people that show up to the, to these trainings, they say they get more out of watching me coach someone else than they do out of the coaching that they're receiving themselves because it's like they didn't even know that they need to ask a specific question. They're having like aha moment after aha moment after aha moment. And what really makes it work is they get 70 videos, the entire for sale by owner system, the entire expired system, et cetera. And I'll be like, hey, man, this week I want you to watch that video. I want you to take notes on the video. I want you to email me your notes so I know that you watched the video, okay? And then I'm like, okay, let's implement it. How did it work? It didn't work. Let's tweak this. Let's tweak that. Let's do this. Let's do that. And everybody wins. Yeah, love it. That's awesome. Very, very cool. Well, first of all, before we uh, close down, I've got one more question for you. Uh, but what's the best place for people to go and learn more about you and kind of get into your world to learn more about the coaching? Yeah, I, I think the, the best place is uh, just shadybazzy.com, my name, you know, C-H-A-D-I-B-A-Z-Z-I.com. Uh, or they can go to, you know, I got a podcast just like you guys, you know, Top Listing Agent Show. We get about 25,000 downloads every single month. A lot of great interviews. That would be another good place to go to. Top Listing Agent what? Show. Top Listing Agent Show. Okay. Yeah. I am actually going to download your show myself and watch it. I love getting good content and good tips and tricks. Um, uh, Gene, you got to bail. You got to pick up some crib midgets. Um, any tip or trick before you uh, bail out of here? I like how you refer to my kids as crib midgets. That's nice. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, this is a good one today. I'm, I'll just rattle it off real quick, and you guys can chat about it. It's called boxbrownie.com. What is it? Um, and no, Greg, they're not weed-infused brownies. It's a website. Um, <laughs> Damn it. They're actually they're actually photo editors, um, and you can up you can upload uh, the real estate photo editors. Really, there's all kinds of stuff you can do, including virtual staging. Really? Yeah, it's really neat. I use it for some of my business, um, and they do a really really cool job. Check it out because there's all there's like 16 different things that they do, just like headshot editing. It's all it's all editors behind the scenes, and you pay a fee for each thing you do. So for example, like uh, the the edit the uh, virtual staging is thirty two dollars per photo. So you go out and do a a shoot of a house um, in HDR or regular you know high resolution. And you upload the photos, and you know you can do two or three, maybe the main rooms, four or five. Spend 150 bucks and have these guys drop furniture, and it really looks neat. I've I've done some, and it's it, it comes dude, out really well. Dude, are these guys Australia based? I don't know where they're at, to be honest with you. It's, I just so somebody pointed me in the direction. I started to use them, and they've been great. I wow, actually use. I think I use their services, and it's like 32 bucks a video. I mean, a photo. It's yeah. astoundingly good. It's I mean, crazy. You're like, holy shit, that's fake. 
It's really, it really is good stuff, and it saved a listing for us, by the way. <laughs> so yeah, I believe it. I believe it, and it's for for a small cost. I mean, you go out and spend X amount of dollars on a photographer for, to do it, and like I said, if the whole place is vacant, you only need to do the five or six top rooms. You know, the yeah. kitchen. You know what I mean? You don't have to do all of them, and no. um, it really comes out nice. And there's some other like digital rendering they do. There's some other crazy stuff in there that's really neat. So look through their services; it's pretty cool. So we use it. I don't, I don't get paid from it or anything. We use it. I pay for it, and it's, uh, it works really well. Yeah, I, I, I second that motion. I, I've used this. I think I've used them because uh, I met them at Inman. If it's the same group, fantastic group. Very, very cool stuff. That was a good tip, Gene. Well, look at you come through in a pinch. Well, it's been a couple yeah. weeks. I need to get one in there, you know? <laughs> right. And even after we insulted your children. All right, go pick up your kids. <laughs> Johnny, nice uh, to meet you, buddy. I'll see you guys later. Likewise, man. Likewise, So, uh, Greg, what's the best way to connect with you? And then we'll close out with one last question. Uh, carrier pigeons. Best way to get a hold of me is carrier pigeons. Um, honestly, guys, if you guys are listening to this, as always, I always say it. Go to bookmcdaniel.com. Let's talk about EXP. Let's talk about the fastest-growing brokerage uh, in the country right now, if you guys are looking for multiple streams of income, if you want to be bet, you know, not just as good as your last deal, uh, if you want to make, you know, st- you know, get stocks, if you want to get passive income, Matt and I make thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars every single month. Uh, from building our team right now at EXP and it only will grow. And also our team has a hundred percent commission because we, we hit, we hit our, our cap very quickly because they have a very low cap. Uh, so if you guys want to make more money, make long-term income and you want to get, you know, phenomenal training and free coaching come on over go to bookmcdaniel.com let's put more money in your pocket let's make your wife or husband happier with you because you make more money and your kids won't run away with the drummer with purple hair so and all with all those are all positive things (laughs) not not expecting that the drummer with purple hair okay Let's uh, let's finish out with this question because Shadi, I want to follow up on something that you mentioned about the listing that you that you took and then sold in 18 days because there's a great question from a gal Megan uh, who essentially lost out on a listing because she uh, she kind of took the listing as a personal favor they were overpriced and so she finishes off with this uh, long story short what are some polite but firm ways that you can use to let someone know the price they want is not obtainable so Shadi, how do you handle that because this comes up a ton. Okay, so this, again, this is why one of the main reasons we said earlier on, I work first with my clients on their listing presentation. So basically, you know, it's the pricing part of the listing presentation. As a matter of fact, if you're not talking to a for sale by owner, you know, because, you know, for sale by owner, you know what they're asking for ahead of time. We don't even want to know what they're thinking. Who cares Mm. about what they're thinking? What we want to know is, you know, what's reality? And then it's like, how do we... Well, first of all, if you don't, if you don't got a way to position yourself as the expert, they're not going to follow your lead. They're not going to listen to what pricing advice you give them. So you, you got to be doing that inside of your presentation. So that's number one. Number two, the pricing part of the presentation, the way that we do it, Matt and, and Greg is, it's, it's probably completely different than the way anybody else does it in the form of communication. See, we don't sit there and we say, look at property number one, it has one bedroom or two bedrooms, or three baths, or them. We don't do it that way. We engage them through the whole entire process. They're walking us through the CMA. We're not walking them through the CMA. So at the end, they always, always, always choose the right price. I never, ever have anyone give me an unrealistic price. And if someone's going to give me an unrealistic price, then they're unrealistically unmotivated, and we don't belong in their living room to begin with. Mm. I like that. You're qualifying your own time 
you know, you're, you're willing to walk away from the listing. Most agents would, would take the listing. Well, I'll take it overpriced. I'll take it for 30 days overpriced. Well, why would Never. you do that? I mean, Never. there's an argument to say, like, you know, there's a theory behind that, but I think that, that you would do a bigger disservice to the seller by, by, by putting it out there because once it becomes stale bread on the market, everyone's going to try to undercut you and get a deal. And you're going to see more, uh, more, more people come in to try to cut your knees off. When in reality, yeah. if you put it, price it correctly and people saw it, they can jump on it and they can buy it for a fair market value. Yeah. You don't want to hurt people. Like, you know, this one other listing that I just took for my ex-wife, you know, uh, same exact thing. They started off at $700,000. Okay. When in reality, they should have started at 675. Mm. Okay. And now all of a sudden we're at 599.8 because you started at the wrong price. Yep. The market started to go at this. And it's too late for you. You lost $75,000. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So we, we just tell people the truth up front. That's it, man. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I, 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 but it's hard, sometimes it's hard to get clients to listen to you, especially when they have their mindset at a certain level. Um, and thank God we were able to get a full price offer for our listing, for our, for our clients that we just closed on yesterday. But we started at six ninety nine. And I said, look, we should probably be more at like six forty nine. And they're like, no way, man. We're going to lose 50 grand. We got an offer for six ten, all right. And thank God, the very next offer was over list price, and we got it for six fifty out the door. And they got, you know, the whole, they got out of the deal. But I mean, if they had gone to that six fifty prior to allowing to get under the market, get a, they should have got ahead of it. They could have gotten maybe six sixty, six seventy, six seventy five. We don't know where that could have landed. But it's just about controlling the what, Matt. You're giving me the look of like, shut dying, up, dying Greg, get here. moving. Dying over here. Come on, let's wrap it up. All right. The, the way, way too many numbers. Way too many numbers. I, 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 I'm a, yeah. Shush. <laughs> Shadi and I are having fun. Okay. We're bringing value. So just let us bring value. Oh, that's funny. Okay. So everybody should go to ShadiBazzi.com. Uh, check out the top agent listing, top listing agent show. Excuse me. Top listing agent show. So, Shadi, we really appreciate it. This was awesome. I know Gene had to bail out early, so we appreciate his time as well. And then for anybody who's watching, listening, whatever the case is, go leave us a five-star review. Make sure to shout out the guests. So if you enjoyed Shadi's episode, give him a public shout-out. Thank him for his time and his contribution. Uh, and, Greg, shall we put a nice uh, – let's put a nice red bow upon this episode. I like red, Matt. I think it looked great on the bow. Uh, so, guys, this is a red bow. Shadi, you are – Truly awesome, my friend. And if you can see this, I just downloaded your podcast. Uh, so thank I will you, be listening. You. I, you created a new uh, super fan over here. I look forward to hearing your knowledge. Guys, we love you. We thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you for being and watching our shows, both recorded and live. Tell a friend. Give us a five-star review uh, so that, you know, Shadi can get recognition and build more clients. Because this man's a man, the myth, and the legend, all built into one big, beautiful package with a red bow on it. Uh, and he, he will continue to bring value. So thank you, guys. We love you. Have a beautiful and blessed weekend. Until next time, peace out, ninjas.